Hey everyone, welcome to Slow Stories Season 2. I'm Rachel Schwartzman, founder of Connected Editorial, which is the leading slow content agency and the host and creator of this podcast. For those of you just joining us, Slow Stories is a podcast focused on the rising slow content movement and features candid conversations with some of the world's most dynamic brand builders and entrepreneurs. As of 2019, we've also extended Slow Stories into a monthly namesake column on Create and Cultivate. And on that note, be sure to tune in to the Create and Cultivate blog next week for an exclusive portion of my chat with today's featured guest. But before we dive into the full interview, hear from Jeanette Gatrost, a fashion illustrator who shares a recent Instagram discovery that reinforces the idea that slow and steady truly wins the race, at least when it comes to conscious creativity. Here's Jeanette. My name is Jeanette Gatrost. I am a fashion illustrator and painter. I recently discovered the Florence Academy of Art via Instagram, which is a very distinguished art academy that teaches classical academic realism. And so on their Instagram, they share student work consisting of things like still life painting, figure studies through drawing and sculpture. And these are projects that span the length of a semester. And it really sort of validated what has always been important to me um being an artist in the digital age and especially with a subject matter like fashion it's really easy to try and keep up with the pace of change or to feel like you have to turn everything that you do into a performance um but no one really knows the fate of the app and i'd like to think that no matter what your artistry or industry is, what will always transcend time is having a solid body of work and a skill set that can never be replaced by a machine. And so although I don't know if the pressure of staying relevant will ever go away, I've sort of adopted the mentality of, or readopted the mentality of slow and steady wins the race, which is just a really great way Uh, a simple way of staying sane amidst the ever-flowing chaos on our social feeds. Thank you again to Jeanette for sharing. Again, the Instagram account she referenced is Florence Academy of Art. Now, on to my interview with Brandy Pham of Planoly. I'm thrilled to kick off the season by sharing my chat with the truly inspiring Brandy Pham. From jewelry design to content creation, Brandy's elevated eye for design and passion for storytelling have both played an immense role in the success of her storied career. And the culmination of her creative passions ultimately led to the inception of Planoly, the premier visual management and planning tool for modern marketers. With a growing suite of products, Planoly has quickly risen to prominence as an industry-leading resource for its 2 million-plus community of businesses and content creators. And as one of Connected Editorial's first clients, we've personally had the incredible opportunity to work with Brandy and the team on content, events, and other initiatives that are shaping how we all collectively create and plan dynamic social content in the digital landscape. 
Furthermore, as a friend, I couldn't be more proud of and inspired by Brandy, who as a modern founder and mother of two, gracefully continues to show us that anything is possible when you lead with passion and empathy. On that note, here's my conversation with Brandy, who shared more about her professional background, the story of Planly, and how she defines slow content. I remember when we first met, it was at a trade show and I was really doing jewelry design. So it was awesome. Um, And I'm so happy that we've continued our friendship and working relationship um, along the way all these years. Um, So for Planoly, um, when I was pregnant at the end of 2013 with my first son, um, I had this moment of panic (laughs) of how am I supposed to raise this human being who is so dependent on me and then also run my business because I was a one-woman team. Um, I acted like I was a big team, but I wasn't. I was my own assistant intern. I did all of my um, factory runs, picking up and dropping off samples and what else I called to collect credit cards and like did, you know, billing and all that. Aside from that, I did all of my marketing as well. You know, I was a small business, so I couldn't afford a traditional PR company. Um, I remember just building up my relationships through Instagram. And then I met bloggers that were on the come up and they started to wear my jewelry. And then I noticed an instant like ROI when you know, bloggers would wear my jewelry and tag me on Instagram. Then I would get followers back. Um, I would see sell-throughs through my online store. And really towards the end of my pregnancy, my husband really encouraged me to take my business online and not focus so much on the wholesale because the fashion schedule is so grueling. Like you're, you're really a slave to the fashion schedule. Um, you have to follow the whole entire timeline of sampling, shooting products, making your line sheets, reaching out to buyers ahead of time, going to trade shows, setting up for the trade shows, taking orders, and then doing, you know, all the production ahead of time for shipping, right? And if I were to take my business online, I wouldn't have to really be a slave to the fashion calendar. Um, And then when I saw that Instagram was actually giving me business through these influencers and just posting and gaining followers. I really made it a strategy to post more often on Instagram. So I started planning um, and doing this really meal pieced strategy that my husband thought was crazy. So I would take pictures during the day at what the one window we had in our New York apartment because there's no lighting. Um, and then I would edit them on my phone, email it to myself, pull it up to Photoshop, create like um, all these layers and then dragging, dropping them to the position I wanted because I looked at Instagram through the eyes of an art student. It's my portfolio, you know, because buyers and editors and stylists were looking at my grid as my portfolio. Um, So I was very mindful of how each image laid out next to each other and not having like the same images on top of each other next to each other because it wasn't visually appealing, like two hands next to each other didn't look great. So I thought about all those little details. And then I would write all my captions on Evernote um, and then I would copy and paste it when it was time to post. But the way I listed it was 
Monday, 7.30 a.m., image one, and then the caption. And it would just be a long list of that two to three times a day. And my husband saw that Hohen's entire (laughs) strategy, and he's like, there's got to be a better way. So um, he encouraged me to really teach him my entire process and then had me like sketch out how my dream product would be productivity product an app um and i did and i told him the drag and drop is very very important because i need to lay out every single photo um and then scheduling and then captions because it takes a lot of time to write out all the captions with the details especially if you're tagging different people and different brands um and using hashtags you know and when we sit there and do it manually one-on-one it takes like 10 to 30 minutes to actually post an Instagram post and it's ridiculous, you know? Um, and I didn't have time for that, especially with a newborn on the way. So that's how finally came to life. Um, we built the first version for myself and I used it on my own. I started to share it with everyone and you know, you were the first, one of the first people I shared it with and um, everyone loved it so much and it's grown massively for the past few years. Um, and I'm so happy that everyone loves it. Uh, it's amazing. And obviously, I've loved kind of seeing it evolve from potentially day one into what it is now. And the suite of products that you've developed is it's really transformed everything for modern mm-hmm. marketers. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the case of this podcast, which is all about what we're kind of deeming as the slow content movement, um, mm-hmm. when we're talking about this idea of slower content, we've drawn a lot of parallels between the slow fashion and slow food industries, especially since these movements have really helped to educate their customers on the process of what goes into making these products, whether it's clothing or food and so on, um, as well as where they come from. And so kind of with that in mind, tell us more about how your experiences as a jewelry designer really influenced your thoughtful approach in building Planoly. Um, Do you think being a conscious designer has translated into making conscious content? Oh, definitely. So, um, so before I'm originally from Hawaii, but my husband's from Miami. And before we moved to New York city, we lived in Florida. So we, it all starts from there. Like when we moved to New York city, we had to let go of all of those luxuries, like space and like, you know, over consuming and, Living in New York for eight years really helped us realize what's important and what we could live without. So even when we were living in our tiny 400 square foot apartment in the Lower East Side, we had to really think about everything we brought into the apartment. Like, do we really need this? And when I was in the fashion industry, I was working in fast fashion and that burned me out. Fashion is my first love. Um, I used to be so good with all the history and knowing where everything came from. And then, of course, it's so hard to find a really good job um, that could pay your bills in fashion in New York City because it's so competitive that I took a fast fashion corporate job, right? Just because I had to. With that, it was just constant, like cranking dresses out, sketches and samples out every single day. and um, the big department stores were customers and it's just like, they just wanted more and more and more. And I started to hate it. I took a step back. Like one day I was so burnt out 
And um, I didn't enjoy coming to work anymore. I wanted to go back to why I loved fashion and really design to design because I really loved that piece instead of just cranking things out for quantity. When I quit my job, um, I really thought out like, okay, so where, what am I going to do? Um, I don't want to be in fast fashion. Um, I don't have to sell to everyone. Um, and I want every single design that I put out be classic and could live in my collection for years to come. Um, and that's the approach that I took with my collection. Um, but that was also a lifestyle too that we had in New York, um, which I loved. I love living minimally and not over consuming. And with Planoly, we talk about this a lot with our team. Like you can't just create content just to create content to post up every single day because Otherwise, it's not going to really bring any value to your audience or to yourself. You know, it's just wasting time. So we'd rather put in the time to create quality content and put out content that we actually believe in, love, um, that brings us value and joy as well as our audience value and joy. So that's one thing that we preach about here um, on a daily basis. And even Instagram stories like People use Instagram stories as like a content dumpster because they think that it could be more free flowing with that. And we don't necessarily agree. Um, we still think that, yeah, you could share your everyday behind the scenes moments, but be kind of mindful about that and not just post just to, um, to keep up with posting. Totally. And I'm curious because there is such um, a conscious element to what you're building. I mean, Planly is really meant to problem solve for a lot of small businesses. Um, and even, you know, relatively speaking, Planly is still very small in the sense that, you know, the company is young, but it's growing really quickly as it should. You know, you guys have done so many amazing things. But how do you kind of strike a balance between the fast growth while maintaining um, this kind of slow thoughtfulness in the products that you put out to marketers? Mm, yes. Um, I mean, everything we do, we really do think about it. And we kind of hash out all the details and make sure that everyone's on board. Although we're a tech company and everything moves fast, I feel like we take a, the slower approach and we're okay with that. Um, we're still a startup. So we are on the smaller scale versus, you know, other tech companies, but um, we've grown to 20 plus team members and we still take the time to like sit down with everyone and have our meetings or even talk around the lunch table and talk about all these um, topics. I really think that every little thing we do has to have some type of purpose and we don't just create or push products out just to do it uh, we do take a long time to settle in with like how we're gonna build it and how we're gonna bring it to market um, and we do understand that some things might not work or have um, good feedback and then work backwards or start over like we're okay with that totally i think you have to be that's how you learn and evolve mm -hmm. Um, and then just kind of going back to the heart of slow content, when you hear that phrase, what comes to mind first for you? And what does that mean 
in the context of what you're building? I think in today's world, everyone's so quick to respond or like have a rebuttal or have some type of feedback or they want to just create something and push things out without thoughtfully thinking it through. It's really important to just stop, let everything process in your head before you even start speaking. That goes back to creating slow content too. Um, really being mindful of what you're creating before you put it out there. And it's okay not to post or share it right away. And I feel like everyone puts this pressure on themselves that they have to just produce, produce, put it out there, put it out there. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Totally. Um, and I think, you know, Planoly has played into this in a lot of ways. And I think at a glance, people see it as the leading app and recess or resource, excuse me, for all things digital marketing. And so as you continue to build the company and even gain more experience as a tech founder, is there something that you hope people learn regarding creating more thoughtful and slower content as a result of using Planoly? I want people to really stop and really think about what they're creating and producing, like what type of value it's actually going to bring to people. We're in a world of like where every single market is saturated. You know, we don't need more of more. We need more of really thoughtful products and brands. Um, so I'd love for people to really put some thought into what they want to build and ask what type of value they can bring to the world before they actually start creating. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the world, obviously, we're going through um, a very turbulent social and political climate, given everything that's going on. And so I'm curious if you think that modern marketers and storytellers have a responsibility to be thoughtful about this content that they put out. Um, and if you have any tips for those listening on how to use Planoly to create this thoughtful content that's also mindful of bigger picture conversations? This is a really tricky subject. Um, and it's very, very sensitive to, um, I do think that modern marketers have a responsibility to be thoughtful about the content that they put out because in this day and age, everyone's just consuming whatever they see on social media as news, right? Without really knowing the facts or tracking back to the actual stories. And that's really dangerous. Um, and that's why we are living in the world of fake news. You know, um, everyone just feeds off of what they read and see on Facebook and Instagram without really um, diving deeper. I feel like modern marketers, um, if they do choose to touch on the subject of social and political issues, they really have to be empathetic, you know? And I think that's what every a lot of people are lacking in this digital age, empathy, right? Because everyone's so quick to judge, so quick to like pounce on people and bring people down because they're hiding behind a screen. And we have so many internet trolls that leave very, very harmful comments. Um, and they don't realize who they're actually hurting. They're actually hurting another human being behind that 
screen. I do respect people who, you know, speak their truth and all that. Um, but I think it's also important to see both sides and not just be one-sided. Absolutely. And I feel like you even kind of spoke in your truth just in your personal channels uh, regarding sharing moments of motherhood and the challenges of being a modern founder along with the responsibilities of being a parent. Mm-hmm. And this thing because in a lot of our past episodes, we've kind of addressed that founders in this day and age are almost held to a standard of, I guess, performing or playing the game mm-hmm. and social media as a way to kind of craft this one dimensional brand. And so I'm curious to know if launching a social media company or tech company inspired you to embrace these moments of slowing down and enjoying moments offline. Yes. And it, it was a big learning curve because in the beginning, even my entire team and my husband would always be like, oh, you didn't post to Instagram. Why didn't you post? I used to feel like I was asleep to Instagram because I am in this position and I have this social media tech company um, that, you know, lives and breathes with Instagram, basically. But um, I, after having my daughter, I really wanted to take a step back. You know, there's just so much going on. You know, I am very hands-on with Planoly's Instagram and every little detail of the company, even when it comes down to newsletters, right? Um, So, you know, something's got to give. And I realized that I don't have to post every single day on my personal Instagram, um, but I love Instagram. You know, I love sharing my everyday moments with my kids and then what we're going through. But I'm just doing it on my own terms um, and not on like a posting schedule for my personal account. Um, It's different with Planoly's account because it's a business account. And we have a whole content calendar strategy with that um, that we follow because we plan out, you know, our interviews and our blog two months in advance. So every single Instagram post is pretty much planned out, you know, um, which I love. I love looking at our content calendar and our Planoly account and seeing everything planned out, you know, but my personal kind of um, took the initiative to like say, it's okay not to plan every little detail out. And I love sharing more of those personal moments, like what we're going through. Like, you know, my son Teddy has autism and like, you know, there's daily struggles. Um, But then there's also such good moments that I want to share that makes me happy. And, you know, whether it's having a beautiful cup of coffee with my team, you know, I'll post right then and there. Um, but I don't hold myself up to that standard anymore for my personal account. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I I kind of fell into that same trap. And then obviously embracing the slower approach to content. Um, I feel like it's given me more headspace to mm-hmm. think about the things that really matter at the end of the day. And I'm wondering if there's any one question that you wish people asked you more often. How are you doing? (laughs) Like everyone wants to be busy, you know, and um, there's just so much that everyone wants to achieve and accomplish, especially if you're like in this space and you're surrounded by other go-getters and all that stuff. No one really stops to be like, hi, how are you doing? You know, like just a simple hello. It's 
it's refreshing because everyone's so quick now. Like they, it feels like you have this time limit with everyone now when you see them in real life too, you know, like you have to set up coffee dates, you know, nothing's ever on like the whim anymore. I think that it's, it's important to shut down everything. And that's with everything we're consuming, which it is content every single day, whether it's the news, it's your Instagram feed, your Facebook feed, or the computer screen. Um, we need to shut everything down and take time off from it so that we can live, work, and feel better. Again, you just heard my interview with the amazing Brandy Fam. You can follow her on Instagram at Planally and at Brandy Fam. And if you want to hear more from Brandy, check out this month's installment of our Slow Stories call on Create and Cultivate on March 25th as we'll be sharing an exclusive interview featuring Brandy's tips on implementing slow content into your marketing strategies. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for our next episode featuring an honest conversation with one of the most beloved media moguls in the design space.